1: featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Jim, Colo, and Kitty St. John are traveling by a charter plane to Cristobal, Panama Canal Zone, where Jim is to begin work on a special assignment for the FBI. The very dangerous task assigned, Jim, is to uncover a plot to sabotage the Panama Canal and arrest the American traitor who is engineering the plot. When the chartered plane arrives at Albuquerque, New Mexico... Jim finds a telegram awaiting him. It contains the tragic news of the cowardly murder of Inspector Channing. Jim is badly shaken by the blow and swears to avenge Channing's death. He hurries off to the administration building to send a wire. And just as he approaches a big hangar... Colu shouts a sudden warning and both men drop to the ground... just in time to miss a burst of revolver fire. Jim whips out his revolver and returns the fire but with a good deal more accuracy than his assailant, for the would-be murderer falls dead with two of Jim's bullets through his heart. After reporting the attempt on his life to headquarters in Washington, Jim boards the plane and starts for the second stop on his journey, Brownsville, Texas. But although the traitors, saboteurs, and their gunmen have failed in their first attempt to kill Jim, they are determined to try again when Jim arrives at Brownsville Airport. Inside a big, powerful car just outside the administration building. Now then, have you all got this layout
2: straight? Surely. I don't want anyone to muff anything. This job has got to be done smoothly. No slip-ups, see? Yeah. This job ain't going to be hard if we all remember what to do and do it when the time comes.
3: I know what I have to do, and I'll do it.
4: Okay, Concita. how about you, George? George, the Greek always does a good job. I'm supposed to be Concita's musical director. I try to help you cool her off when she gets mad at you for making a mistake in the plane schedule, right? Right. Then we see a big guy coming in off the plane. I give him the telephone booths, Start talking loud like I'm making a phone call. I wait until the big guy gets in the middle booth. Then I get my gun ready. Watch Conchita for the signal. We get the signal. He walks out of the booth. We slip out and give it to him in the back. That's all. Scram.
2: That's it. Okay, then let's go. Softy, keep that motor running and keep your eyes open. Come in and tip us off if anything happens out here. Come on, Conchita. All right. Get out, George. Let's get going.
4: Good morning, sir. You wish some reservations?
2: Yeah, three, please. Three? Senorita Conchita, the Mexican dancer, yeah. Mr. Dumont, her musical director, and myself. Thompson's the name. Thompson. Mm-hmm. You want to go to New Orleans this morning
4: on the 8 o'clock plane? Well, the 8 o'clock plane for New Orleans isn't the morning plane, sir. It's huh? 8 o'clock p.m., sir. 8 o'clock tonight. Oh, it can't be. I read it on your schedule. 8 o'clock. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Here's the schedule. Right there's the plane you're thinking about. 8 p.m. The Gulf Special, Flight 16, 8 p.m. That's 8 o'clock tonight.
3: What is all this trouble? What do you say, 8 o'clock tonight? We must be in New Orleans at 8 o'clock tonight. We must. I dance there. I'm
4: awfully sorry, Senorita, but there is no morning plane.
3: No morning plane? No, ma'am. No morning plane? Then how do I get to New Orleans for my engagement? There must be a plane. My manager oh, here. I'm
4: terribly sorry, Senorita. He must have made a slight mistake in reading our schedule. Ah,
3: oh, so that is it. It is your fault. You. You not read the. the. Uh, the. schedule? Yes, the schedule. Wrong, you stupid fool. Always you do things wrong. Why do you do it? You have ruined everything. My first big engagement in the United States, and you read the schedule wrong. No plane. Now, how can I reach New Orleans? <laughs> what's all the
4: confusion? What's the matter? Who what what, is what's to the wrong?
3: trouble? Just this. Our stupid fool of a manager does not know how to read the schedule, so there is no plane to take us to New Orleans. What? And we missed the big opening engagement there. Why do you... What, Mr. Thompson, do you realize there is an
4: orchestra to rehearse? The house is sold out. It's the senorita, great American okay, debut. Okay,
2: okay, take it to easy. It won't we'll do, do any good to graces. stand here and rave. Why, Let's why,
3: take man. it easy. Take it easy. Listen to that man. He ruins my career. We lose a big chance, my big chance for success. And he stands there doing nothing. Why don't you do, do something? Do something. Why do you just stand there? Do something. Okay, okay.
2: I'll put a call through to New Orleans and get the date postponed. Mr. Dumont. Yes? Would you call the ticket office over the railroad, see about
4: trains? Very well, I will. If there's a train, I'll make reservations.
3: Hurry, hurry. Why are you so slow? You ruin everything. You stand there looking like a cow. Hurry. See what you can do. do stand there. Okay, okay.
4: The phone goes uh, right there to your right. Thanks. Now
3: listen, Zomar, if there's a train,
4: maybe we can... Listen.
3: Yes, ma'am? There isn't a moment to lose. When the white man in that chartered plane comes in, give him this note. It's important, a matter of life and death. Oh,
4: yes,
1: ma'am. Oh,
3: thank you. Thank you for your trouble.
4: Uh, Yes, miss. Uh, No trouble, no trouble at all. Oh, Mr. Bradley. Yes? A young lady near the door, Senorita Conchita, she asked me to give you this note. Well, that's funny. How did she know I was expected here? Yeah, I wondered about that. And there's two men with her, her manager and her musical director. She's a Mexican dancer. A Mexican dancer? Uh-huh. I don't know any Mexican dancers. Wait, I'd better read this. What? Good heavens. Say, this is serious. Huh? Look, young fellow. Huh? Put a call in for the police. Hurry and keep it quiet. Okay. Those two men in the telephone booth are both dangerous killers. I'm an FBI agent. Here are my credentials. Yes, I know, Mr. Brady, I- I'll call the police at once. Now, try not to make those fellows suspicious. And tell the police to watch that big car out in front. Yeah? They have a lookout man in it. Well, they can come in from the other side of the field, and he won't even see them. Good. Uh, what are you going to do? Get in that middle booth. Install with my call long enough so those fellas don't get impatient or suspicious. I see. We don't want to lose them. Uh-huh. Now, tell the police that I'm in the middle booth and to go easy if there's any shooting. Uh-huh. And be sure to protect that girl. Yeah. Now, get that call in right away. Yes, sir. Yes, ma- well, Gordon, what's up? What's all the excitement? Uh, she- hmm? Easy, Sheriff, easy. Mr. Bradley, the FBI man, is in that middle booth. And there's a dangerous killer on either side of them. in Those other two booths, yeah. And the girl calls herself Conchita as a lookout for them. But, but she's the one that wrote a note warning the FBI man, Jim Bradley. Outside in the big car is another man, a lookout man, who drives that car. All right. Uh, Bruce, you and Jeb work your way around the side of the building. Surprise that dude in the car. Yeah, all right. Work carefully and sneak up on him. Don't shoot if you can help it, so as not to tip off the two birds in the booth. Right, Sheriff. We'll get him. Come on, Sheriff. Now, we wait a minute or two to give Bruce and Jeb the time to get around to the dude in the car. Then we'll move in on the other two. Mac and Charlie, Yeah, have your guns ready. You'll come with me. All right. Try to shield the girl, Sheriff. Mr. Bradley doesn't want anything to happen to her. All right, all right. You got that, boys? Right, sir. Now, where's this Bradley? He's in the middle booth stalling along until you got here. He didn't want those men to get away. That's all I know about him. This sure is a funny business. I'd like to know what it's all about myself. How long has this G-man been here? He just came in on that chartered plane from Albuquerque. Albuquerque? Oh, now I get it. He's the fellow who had a running gunfight with some Mexican and won. That's that's Booth and Jeb. Sounds like they're having a little trouble. Look, those phone booth doors are opening. Here, have your guns ready. Okay, you two, put up your hands. You can't get away. We've got you surrounded. That's what you don't think, think country cover Come and get us. No, okay, George, let's go. That's a stump. Come on, boy. Come on, all right, all right. Cease fire. Hold your fire. I think we got him. Why don't you take a look at that girl? She's been hit. I'll get to that G-man in the middle booth. I hope he's all right. Yeah, he's pushing the door open. Are you okay? Yep, sounds a dollar. Where are you? A little bit scared. Some of those shots came awful close. I'm Sheriff Fraser. Glad we got here in time. You might have had your hands full without us. Hey, there's blood on your left hand. Oh, just a small cut from some of that glass that's flying around. Oh. I'm Jim Bradley, Sheriff, Special Agent for the FBI. Yeah. Thanks for being so prompt and answering the call. You saved my life. I'm glad we got here. This is part of the same gang that tried to get me in Albuquerque. You uh, know any of them? No, no, I never saw either of these two before. How's that girl, Mac?
2: pretty far gone, Sheriff. She seems to want to talk, though.
4: Okay, let me talk to her first. She might be able to give us some valuable information.
3: You... You are safe, senor?
4: Yes, thanks to you. You saved my life, senorita. Oh. If you hadn't written me that note warning me, I would have walked right into the trap they set for me. Tell me, why did you do this?
3: They... They kill my father, my brother. I want revenge. I wait a long time. I join them, say I work for them. All the time I wait for my chance. Yesterday, they tell me plan to kill you. Want me to help? I say yes. I write you letter, give it to men there. I'm glad you kill men who kill my father, my brother. Conchita, happy now. Hmm.
4: Poor kid. could have helped us get the rest of this gang of killers. They probably realized she had double-crossed them to help us. Made sure she wouldn't live to tell it. Well, that... That sure is tough, Mr. Bradley. And now, what's next? Take these bodies to the morgue. Hold them there. Yes, sir. The FBI will send an agent in here to take charge of the case. Uh, Cover that car of theirs carefully. The FBI will want to check it for clues and fingerprints. All right, sir. I'll call Washington at once and, and file a full report. Then I've got to take off in Mexico City. All this is just a preliminary to the big fight. Sorry I can't let you in on all the details, Sheriff, but the FBI will explain. Now, uh, let's get that call through.
1: Filing a full report of the incident, Jim then took off again and proceeds on this journey to Cristobal and the canal zone. After two additional stops for refueling and a careful check of the plane, with no further excitement, Jim, Colo, and Kitty finally arrive at their destination. They are met by a stocky man in white who introduces himself as Lieutenant Watson of the Army Intelligence, who takes them to an official car and drives them to the hotel, where Lieutenant Watson introduces them to his superior officer, Colonel Barrett.
2: It's only fair to warn you, Bradley, that what has happened to you so far is nothing compared to what you're going to be up against from now on. We've lost three of our best men on this job without getting anywhere. I've been instructed by Washington to give you one more opportunity to Get out if you want to. Now then, do you still want the job?
4: Well, now that's very considerate of Washington, but uh, what do they think I came this far for? The trip? Listen, I'm not gun-shy, and I don't scare easily. I'm in this thing to the finish now. When do I start?
2: From now on, you're on your own. I suppose Channing gave you all the details on the case.
4: Yes, I've covered it all pretty thoroughly. Good. What's your next move? Well, uh, you say you lost three of your best men on this job. Uh, what district were these men working in?
2: All on the south side. Scatton Lake
4: District. Then that's the area these traders and saboteurs must be trying to protect. Now, somewhere in that area, they have their headquarters.
2: Yes, you're probably right, Mr. Bradley.
4: We've always figured that way. Okay, then I'm probably on the right track. Now, uh, give me a list of loyal, courageous, and absolutely dependable planters in the south side of the Gatton Lake District, and I'll move tonight.
1: Fearlessly, Jim decides to move immediately right into the heart of the enemy territory where three brave men have already lost their lives in the battle against the traitors who are trying to destroy the very lifeline of our national defense.